Hi, everybody. My name is Kara McCarran, and I'm the host of She's the Owner podcast. On this podcast, we're going to be featuring female founders who are at any part of their entrepreneurial journey. We will ask them the same 10 questions and see where the conversation takes us. So here we are. Um, my name is Kara, and I am part of the uh, She's the Owner podcast. And today we have a super special guest, somebody who's like, that I admire quite a bit. Um, I met, we met in um, New York in 2018 at Bold. And it was, uh, it was, you were hyper and I loved it. And I remember you called out my hair and I had a shaved side shaved hair, a hair, a hair cell at the time. And I remember thinking like, that's somebody who's super, like you just read the room. Like, you know, you're, you, it's not like you're just glazing over and not looking at anybody. Like that was a moment where I was like, holy smokes, this chick really like, she's focused and she's paying attention. And I thought that was so wicked. Um, so do a little introduction. You know, I'm, I'm sure anybody that's going to hear and listen to this is going to know who you are. And, but tell us a little bit about your MLM journey. I don't know if you, do we call it that? Is it okay to say uh, it that way? I don't about know. Just MLM. That's fine. I didn't know we were talking only MLM, but no, no, hello, no. everybody. Okay. Tell us about um, you. Yeah. Okay, my name's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag Boss Lee. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit about my journey, I guess. I I grew up. First of all, I'm excited to be on here. Thanks for having me. And good seeing you again. Um, thanks, babe. Got some water. Woo. Um, yeah, and uh, I grew up in a small town in Maryland, small country town in Maryland. I live in Frisco, Texas now, actually. And then we met in New York City, of course. But um, you know, I grew up in not an ideal situation, I guess. I grew up in poverty. I grew up in a family that didn't have much. And I'm so grateful for that because it really turned me into the person that I am today uh, in so many ways. And I think so much of life is perspective and how you choose to see things. You get to see it as an optimist, as a pessimist, or as quote unquote a realist, which I think tends to be on the pessimistic side more often than not. And um, I just, you know, I, I graduated college. I got a job in a pathology lab and I kept getting more and more broke every paycheck because of car payments. It wasn't like I had a spending problem. It was normal, you know, rent, car payments, et cetera. And that led me into an entrepreneurial journey that I'm so grateful for in so many, for so many reasons, because I was really that person where I think most people probably even currently are, where it was like, really is all we do pay, pay bills and die. Like that really what life is. And so the journey started nine years ago, officially in entrepreneurship. I always enjoyed sales jobs. Like I enjoyed waiting tables. I enjoyed selling massage chairs at a Brookstone. I enjoyed whatever, um, stuff like that. But my true entrepreneurship journey started nine years ago and it's been wild. It's been um, way more ups and downs, but I've had downs. I've been totally humbled in ways I wouldn't ask. I wouldn't <laughs> want my worst enemy to be humbled. Um, but again, back to gratitude. I mean, I'm tremendously grateful for that and for those experiences. And uh you know, now I've built three multi-million dollar businesses predominantly online. Uh, you know, I've built this this big old hashtag Bossly brand. And, uh, you know, I've been trying to make a really big impact on social media. And so I've been taking that really, really seriously and loving this. And, um, you know, I, I, I think what's so important to note is that it doesn't matter where you come from in entrepreneurship. You get to determine your destiny. You know, nobody gets to tell you if you're going to make a million dollars. Nobody gets to tell you, you know, your haircut is weird. Nobody gets to tell you if you have too many tattoos. Nobody gets to tell you, like, get the piercings out of your face or whatever it is. Neither of us have piercings in our face, but I'm just saying, 
thing. I love that about entrepreneurship because I think so many people like to make excuses and then there are bosses who allow uh, for excuses to be made. And then I just love the entrepreneurship journey because there's no excuse. It's all hard work. It's true. Um, and I think one thing that I've started to notice a lot over the last maybe year or two talking to other entrepreneur entrepreneurs, women in particular, obviously, but it, most of us, many of us, I would, I would say most of us have come from some type of adversity. Like it's, and I think that's, that's the thing that's so, I think tricky for a lot of women. Like I know some girls who are, who are, have had a really good life and, you know, calm house and all that kind of stuff. And they don't hustle the same. Like I, I said to Sarah yesterday, she was on the show and I said, like, if everything got taken away today, I just rebuild it. Like, okay. But that kind of stuff doesn't scare me. Right. Like it's, and I think that's what makes, what makes us hunters is that if you've come from something that's a little bit trickier, you know, when your childhood, then it, this, this kind of stuff, coronavirus or recessions or all, it's not, we don't freak out about it. We're, we're settled in our mindset. And I think that's really key to, to mention that it's not about where you come from. Like you said, it's about or even where you're at, it's about how you're thinking about where you're at. It's how you're thinking about where you came from. And you know, I, I like that, that language you combo. use. I like that settling in your mindset. I think that's something people should probably write down. It's so true. And it, it goes back to like trust fun babies or whatever, yeah. you know, that are miserable. It's because they've never had to go right. through the adversity. They've never gone through the hard times. The hard times, honest, but honest to God, they're, they're, it, they, they happen for you. They don't happen to you. They turn you into totally. you're meant to be. And those are the biggest learning lessons and just blessings. You just have to be able to see it from that perspective. Yep. And I, I have four daughters, as you know, and one of them is my stepdaughter and she comes from major adversity. And I will tell you, I love you all girls, but the oldest, Amanda, she values things a lot in a, in a really different way than my kids. And so we're always challenged to, to my 10 year old's home from school right now. And I just told her, we're going to set her up on a kid's entrepreneurial um, course that they've got like that kid that kid reminds me of me at 10, but like, yeah, it's, you, there's a balance in giving to your children and then teaching your children, like, listen, just cause like I worked my ass off and you're going to work your ass off too. So, yep. So let's, let's talk a bit about um, relationship type stuff. And this is the purpose of this whole thing is that women like us are very strong and we're, we are in our hunter mode a lot of the time. And the reason I started this whole movement was because I realized I was in my hunter mode and I was kind of like, I, my husband and I had separated. I went along thinking the whole time it was him. It's not newsflash. It's some of him, but not all of it. So like one of the things about female entrepreneurship is that we do have this hunter mentality and it's hard to go back into gatherer, or if you want to put it in masculine feminine, we're in our masculine at work. And then when we're with our partner, and I know you're in a beautiful relationship um, with Alexander, do you ever find where, do you ever find that there's an imbalance in when Jesse Lee is like on to when she needs to let the man kind of be the man and alpha you? Like, do you ever see that in your relationship or do you ever notice that? Oh, that's a cool question. Nobody really asked me that. Um, no, probably because I'm not falsely in my relationship. Right. I'm Jesse Lee. Um, Jesse Lee is a lot softer. Jesse Lee is calmer. I'm still the alpha in the relationship. There's no doubt about it. But I don't boss him around. I don't belittle him. I don't try to demasculate him. Emasculate, demasculate, whatever. Emascul um, emasculate, yeah. <laughs> one of the two, emasculate, I think. Uh, and it's 
because they're, you know, the, the healthy balance is when there's the yin and the yang. Okay. And there's certain times when, you know, it both, you know, you have to have a healthy balance of both sides. And that goes for both of us. I don't want, I do not want to, I've been with the men who are super, super, super uh, aggressive in everything. Uh, like what yeah, childhood girl. traumas do you have that you can't, you can't cry. You can't show emotion. You can't be soft. Like every human, male or female, you're supposed to have both sides to you. And okay. so, uh, but, but if I talk to him the way Boss Lee talks when she's coaching, we will not have a healthy relationship. That's crazy. Um, so I'm, I'm much softer when it's, when it's our relationship. I'm much more of the cuddly, like, babe, babe, you know. Right. Um, yeah. And, and I think that that dynamic is what, is what keeps it healthy at the same time. Um, I love and then everything for sure, you like, just said. Oh, good. But there's a balance. Like, because there's times when um, I used to be extremely masculine in my energy. And I would only attract extremely feminine men. <laughs> um, and it was, a, it was a big problem. It was a big problem. Yeah. And, and thank you for that. So I just really want to kind of like focus on that. And because a lot of women that listen to this podcast are women business owners and they don't get that. They think it's the guy. I thought it was my, I mean, 20 years with Ken and I all along, all I would say is like, God, I wish you would just take control. Well, I needed to get out of the way and I wasn't because I was still behaving like in the relationship the same I was in business. And so that's, and it's not, and, and the reason I even talk about this stuff is because I nearly ended a 20 year marriage because of it. I did. Ooh. I was gone for three years and I just came back in January. I went to date with Destiny in uh, with Tony and he talks a ton. Alison Armstrong was there and like, it talked all about how it's exactly what you're saying. It's like, we have to learn to just take that hat off and put the Jesse Lee hat on or the Kara hat, not boss Kara, not boss Jesse Lee. And well, it's, it's funny you really say that because I didn't know it was Tony Robbins for you because it, it was I did Tony Robbins coaching. It was the same oh. for me. <laughs> this, see, uh, and yep, it was like my like my coach is she's so cool. Yeah, she's awesome, and she was just like, "Do you oh, have a Tony coach like, now?" Uh, not anymore. No, no, no. But I okay. had like the elite level, whatever. Like yeah, basically me too. right below working with Tony, and um. And I mean, I, I love Tony Robbins. Every time I've seen him live, I'm like, oh, I love you. But um, and he's changed my life in many ways. But my coach was like, even just talk, having conversations with her, she's like, the boss lady doesn't shut off, does it? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, what are the men like you're dating? And I'm like, well, and then I like was telling her because I was going through a divorce at the time. And that person was not my person, you know, but um, there was nothing to save there. And, you know, she's like, oh, my God. She's like, if I were a masculine man, I wouldn't want to be anywhere around you. Like, this is exactly. awful. You yep. are just, put, like, you, ha where, where is their role? You know, like, right. and, and the irony, of course, being uh, I want to be masculine energy basically all the time in my business unless I'm coaching and then I really soften and bring out feminine. Uh, and then when I'm like, like in the bedroom, I'm not, like, I don't want to dominate you. Like, I don't want to like, and she's like, that's so normal for very strong women is they want yep. a very strong man um, right. in places where they, they want to have a, a, a softer, more feminine approach. And so I was like, oh. what? And then she had me work through all this feminine energy stuff that at the time I thought was crap. She's like, 
if there's not a candle burning around you at all times, like we're going to have conversations. Preach. She's like, you better take some baths. You better get some, some brighter colors. You I was like, what? Yeah. She, she was like, you better soften. This is not good. And exactly. <laughs> That's so, so. I, honestly, this like, and you know me, I always, I always think everything happens for a reason and definitely we met for a reason. And because it, literally you're on the other side of why I'm doing this. Like, because speak to that, like, was it, were you, ha- I mean, once you, once you're made aware of it, once you were made aware of the fact that you were showing up this way, always, did you think, oh, like, cause I was like, holy smokes, I'm, this doesn't feel good to me anymore. I need to switch this, but I don't know even. So I just started Googling and started studying and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like baths, candles, this, I yeah. never wear color. I always wear black. This shirt honestly is like a step for me to feel my feminine. My I mean, wall I mean, I'm pink. wearing camo. I know they can't see. I'm I know. super feminine right now, but like at the same time, um, yeah, I mean, I can speak to that. It's like, it's little things that maybe even kind of feel awkward at first, but she really made me listen to her because I started identifying characteristics that were in every man I was attracted. Like I know, like looking at a man physically, like any man, you can tell if you're attracted to them. And I was like, these people attracted to me you know I was like I'm attractive I'm in good shape you know I'm successful and all of these things about me were shoving masculine men away because it was like I was almost doing this which is a very masculine trait like this one-up thing men like to one-up each other right yeah I was like oh that's great you do oh well just so you know I'm you know what are your goals like all these very masculine driven conversations and then I would and then and there's nothing wrong. At, like, okay, I, I don't want anyone to hear this incorrectly because what can be misunderstood will be misunderstood. Right. I still have to be number one. Okay. Like that, this doesn't change. This does, you don't have to, feminine does not mean you don't get to be the breadwinner. That's feminine right. doesn't mean you don't get to be a boss. Feminine doesn't mean any of that. It's just softening around the edges because when you step into your feminine power, you're way more powerful. Oh, like totally. The more soft I got with the people I'm coaching, with the men in my life, with whatever, everything got stronger because people were like, dude, I know she's got this side to her. Like, I know she has this like about her, like she'll rip your head off if she has to, which then makes the feminine, the soft, the compassion, the caring, the love, the, the heartbeat of your business or whatever it is so much more powerful because they're like, I know under there, there's a lion. Like, I know under there, if she has to unleash on me, she will. It's almost like what's scarier? Is it scarier when somebody's screaming at you or when somebody is silent? Yep. Oh, I'm, I'm way scarier silent. And that's feminine. Yep. So, well, I don't you, know. I think, Kibi, we, we, we should be doing this podcast together because you just, like, you're like my uh, spirit animal over there. That's, like, literally everything that I've experienced and it's like it's a beautiful thing but it's finding time to to shut up right like that's the biggest thing for me is was like criticized have you what what events have you gone to did you go to date with destiny no I actually have never been to yeah so uh because of network marketing I have the opportunity to do a lot of stuff with Tony because Tony's a huge huge Mm -hmm. fan of the network marketing profession and uh so like I got a photo of me and Tony literally I can see it right here it's right there oh you lucky girl um, (laughs) <laughs> I've seen him a couple times in these VIP events. And uh, so I've seen him for probably a total of maybe 10 hours. 
and That's then good. like I got you know some one-on-one time with him just you know a couple minutes here and there but well if if you ever get the opportunity to go to a date with destiny like try what however you need to get there get him to invite you whatever whatever but honestly that was like the the game changer relationship day for me was like oh shit but that's the thing I think and I don't want women to think exactly what you said like it doesn't mean we can't make a lot of money it doesn't mean any of that it just means that when I've done work and I want to feel safe in his presence I let him be Mm -hmm. present right and that's like such a huge huge thing so this is a bit of an off not really I guess off topic but um is there ever time now with you and Alexander that you're like whoa I'm slipping back into that mode too much or or you're you're so aware now that's amazing no wow it is an awareness thing no I don't yeah I don't ever not that I, I don't I really don't think so no um, and then there's times like even when, when we have courage, I call them courageous conversations. Like the other day I had to have a courageous conversation with him, but I had mm-hmm. it like this. I had a conversation like, this isn't appropriate. Like, this is how it made me feel. Like, but saying right. it like that, instead of being like, what the, <laughs> like ripping, right. like, I don't even, like, I don't even know what, like, what, having a conversation like that and staying calm and understanding, like, I don't know how you don't see this from my perspective, but here's how it here it is yeah like no I don't um I don't I don't ever speak down to him I don't ever and like if I ever if I ever say something like I'm very like we're we're communicators and oftentimes in relationships you need to communicate and then communicate again and then communicate again and then when you think you've communicated it say it again like sometimes you think you've had the conversation enough have it again um, but again, keep maintaining, maintaining your energy. Like you have to maintain, yeah, you maintain the kindness to. and yeah, no, I kindness, that's kindness yep. absolutely. It's the kindness on both sides I, and the mutual respect. I mean, it's up to you. If you don't want to respect your partner, then get right. out of the relationship. Yep. If there's something happening that hurts him and I'm not willing to change that, then we don't need to be in a relationship. If he is doing something that I say hurts me and he doesn't fix that and I'm, I'm communicating it hurts me, then what are we doing here? Right. But having those open, courageous conversations where it all boils down to love and here's what I want. Like, here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for X, Y, Z, ABC, whatever the situation is you're, you're trying to work through and understanding if this is the person you want to be with for the, for the rest of your life, you know, then you better have the courage. You better have those conversations. You better let people know how you feel. Yeah. And I think, too, one of the things I, I want to bring up is that women like we we kind of always feel like men have the egos, right? And I think that's not true anymore. Women have giant egos because we're in our masculine. And I think one of the one of the things I came out with last year was the biggest lesson for me was that I had to surrender first. So we've got me as the masculine and him as the feminine trying to be masculine, but I'm over alpha hang all the time. In order for that to have worked, I had to surrender first. And women will hear that and be like, why should I give in? And it's like, well, do you want to be in love or do you want to be in right. your marriage? Do you, do you want to be in love or do you want to be right? I guess is right. what you're looking for. Like, yep. Uh, there was a little TikTok we did where it's like, who apologizes first? And it's, you know, like every time. Right. Every time. And it's like, but again, that's, and I don't even know if I can, if I can say every time. I don't want to globalize. I'd say 98% of the time. Right. Um, and that's not to say overuse the word sorry when you're not sorry about something. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like let's be let's be let's be open about that too. But um 
yeah, if you're in that angry, I mean, I don't even really get step into the angry energy because again, the angry energy is not productive. It doesn't get things yeah. accomplished. I, I don't nope. I don't even know how to really put this into words, but it doesn't get things accomplished. And so willing to apologize, willing to compromise, willing to not go to bed, like the the idea of not talking something out is the most childish, mm. bull crap, 16 year old, you need to grow up and mature, disgusting relationship, toxic habits some of you have. The amount yep. of people who are going to bed angry is so stupid and childish. The amount of people who storm out of houses, the amount of people who like will just pick a fight to pick a fight. I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. They run out, run out. What are you, you don't like, you're, you're going to really sit there and convince somebody that this is love and you won't right. talk to that person. I love the yeah. like, crazy nodding going on on your side. Like it, <laughs> it, it, it's so, stunning to me. Like you well, it's vulnerability like too though, right? Like you have to, and what you're, what you're talking about is the vulnerability in, in seeing the story and the surrender, because that's the thing I'm sure you know, Brene Brown, like that's one of the things I saw her speak at um, inbound like three or four years ago. And I'm like, it's a marketing conference, as you know, and I'm sitting there sobbing my face off and I'm like, who goes to a marketing conference to cry? Oh, right. Me. But she said it, it's like, it's that vulnerability piece when, when I know, and I still have, like, it still sometimes gets caught in my throat. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh. but I think we worked really hard. And my, I have a, I have a Tony coach, right? She's my friend first and my coach second, but she'll say to me, you, I called her at an emergency call, like second week into Corona. Cause I'm about to like, you know, lose every, my mind. And she just said, you're three feet from gold. Why the F would you get this far getting you healed this well, just to piss it all away. Now she said, mm -hmm. shut up, get in your feminine. Cause in your feminine, you know, this is the right person for you and you're feminine. You know that you don't have to be right, but it's that vulnerability piece that women, especially women nowadays, when we're being conditioned to think we can, we're all, we don't need guys. And you know, you've heard it. I don't need a man for this. But like, I don't need Ken. I want him. Oh, I love you said that. We have, oh, Alexander's in the room actually. So like, I love this, like you sitting across from me. I wonder, like one of our first conversations, maybe not first conversations, but I actually probably the first conversation. I said something exactly like that. Like, I don't, I won't ever need you, but I don't want you to need me to need, like, but I'm going to want you. Yeah. I will want you. And it's way better to be wanted. Like yep. he would prefer I want him than like, I need you. I need you. Can you, yeah. can you please run my entire life for me? Can you please be right. like, Oh God, like he's not, he doesn't want that either. The men don't want that either. You have to no. understand. They want to know. They want to be wanted. That's right. And they want to be the hero when we need the hero. And that's part of it, right? Like, uh, there's little things that, you know, just like, oh, babe, normal care, old Kara would have been like, I can do it. Now I'm like, babe, can you just do that for me? It's a tiny little thing. But then he's like, oh, okay, so I can care for her. And I can be this. And, and that's, again, it's not that we cannot do it, everything. But why would we want to do everything? That's the man also feels like they need to be um, here, like, what's the point if you don't, if I, like you said at the start of the chat, like if I'm making all my own money and I'm doing, what am I here for? I don't want him mm -hmm. to feel like he has no purpose in my life either. Cause that's right. shitty too, but yep. it's a total balance. And I think the the start is like us surrendering me surrendering and coming back as a feminine energy was when he was like, Oh, she's put her penis away and now I can show up. <laughs> 
and that's truly how it goes. And it's, and it's a learning every day, but so who, if you had to pick a woman that you admire, who's got the balance of this whole shtick where they're a hunter, but they're also very, <laughs> Oh, I love the face. Like what? Is there anybody? I, a couple, I'll, I'll tell you a couple people that I've heard mentioned, but. Um, see, my problem is I don't really follow many people <laughs> to be totally honest with you. So, uh, who's got this nailed? Well, you do. Um, that's one person I can say that does. So that's I appreciate that, but that's from coaching. I promise it's a lot of coaching. That's a lot of time. That's a lot. Well, of that's how we um, do it though. That's how we learn. I think Sarah Blakely definitely mm. does. Um, I, I find her marriage very inspiring at the same time that she is the, like she's a freaking self-made billionaire from $5,000. Um, yep. I think she's got this pretty nailed. Um, I don't know if you know her, but Marina Worry, it's Eric's wife. Okay. She's, yep. way more I've seen, I've... she's way more alpha than Eric. Big time. Naturally not feminine energy. She's clearly worked on that a lot. Uh, right. she's really got that nailed. Um, I can't tell cause I don't know her well enough, but Lori Harder seems okay. to. Yeah. Super I would say that well. too. Um, I would say like Oprah, Michelle Obama, those two seem to have it really nailed oh, too. Like, sure. Michelle Obama probably has this nailed. Yeah. yeah. I would say. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, don't my know, I don't know that Oprah has it nailed. I don't know that I agree with no? that. Okay. Uh-uh. Not after seeing her live. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I've never seen her live. Not, like she loves her man. You can tell. Right. But she definitely still struggles with that. There are parts of it that I really appreciated. Like she, um, she's the time that house. I forget the guy's name. I'm not, I was, I've never watched Oprah, right? Like that's not my generation. But everyone knows who Oprah is, right? So yeah. whatever the dude's name is, she mentions like they had to have a conversation uh, you know, even maybe recently, like say five years ago, where he still was kind of like wanting not, I, I don't know how exactly she worded it, something about kind of taking claim for whatever it is and kind of sort of not bragging, but talking about her success a lot. And mm-hmm. she was like, she basically said, now I'm paraphrasing, but she basically was like, screw off. I <laughs> did build this. And, right. so, and like, I have those moments, please don't misconstrue me. I'm not perfect by any means. I literally work on this every day. But like, there are definitely moments where, and it's not with Alexander ever, because, you know, it's, it's not. It's with other people who don't understand. Like, this is literally built three times to multi-millions of dollars without a single man in the picture. Back the F off. Like, I have right. moments. Yeah. But when she said it, like, on front, in front of 17,000 people, I was kind of yeah. like, oh, Oprah baby, Oprah baby. <laughs> um, so there was that. But I, I think, I think, um, it's hard because, and I, I'd love to hear, you know, the people aside from Michelle and Oprah you mentioned, but I think it's hard because there's so many times when it's like, you're looking almost for that, for, for that validation. You've mm-hmm. worked so hard for something and it's still a man's world. And so you're, you're, you're trying to make sure people know how much you've right. worked and then it's kind of like, but everybody knows it. So chill out. Like it's Oprah. I don't even know your boyfriend's name. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't need to remind us. <laughs> right. But then that <laughs> just I mean? proves, it just shows you she's still in her hunter mode, trying to show show up and be like, listen. Um, 
Okay. Well, any anything else you want? I mean, that's it for my questions. Normally, I ask a bunch, but we we went off on the rails because I figured we would. But anything else I do, you want to you know, share? I, just, I know. I'm an elaborator. Anything else I want to share? Um, I would just remind you that you can have everything you want. You know, like maybe this is a little on the hunter conversation for a minute, but you truly, women that are listening to this, you can have everything you want. You can take over your life. You can do all the things. But I will also, I just, I implore you to keep in mind, it's really cool to go through life sharing things with somebody. It's really mm. cool to have a family meeting with Alexander twice a week and we're just talking out our life. It's really cool to be able to go to bed and not have anger and aggression towards whatever situations are are in your life. It's really great to be developed enough to be able to have those kind soft loving conversations and it's really it's so energy creating to not be so drained because mm -hmm. constantly living in a masculine when you are the divine feminine it's exhausting oh soften a little totally. bit let people help you ask for help ask for that stuff and if you are that super super masculine female right now i i want to impress upon you that it wasn't that long ago that I was two two and a half years ago maybe two and a half years ago and I, I was still attracting these like they were practically women right like these sexy men that then, uh, uh, it's so just it was so unattractive it. yeah it's true though you know? it's so true yeah I know I know and so you really have to work on you if you want to attract the things you want in life and just know you, you really can, you can have it all, but you have I to be willing to make the appropriate. Um, you, I don't even think they're sacrifices. I would say the appropriate um, moves towards growth in your life. Yep. To have that. And to the mommies out there, the, the mothers like me, the one thing I will say about that is you're teaching them to be masculine women and that's going to gut them at some point in their lives. And it's something if you want to, I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that was really the thing for me when I looked around, I was like, oh my God, I just raised four masculine women and they're all trying to figure out why they can't find happiness in relationships. And then I was like, oh, so, and I sat them down. I said, okay, mom, kind of sorry. Here's what I did. Cause I was a single mom. I had my kid when I was 20, I was on social assistance. Like I was in a group home at 15. I was like, I was not messing around. I had to be in charge, both parents, alcoholics. Like, so I raised them to never need anything. And then I was like, Ugh. so I sat them down and said, okay, guys, uh, I kind of messed up. Here's how, and here's how we're going to fix it. And it's beautiful watching them transform that now, but thank you so much, Jesse Lee. Absolutely. I am uh, awesome to, chat to be with on you. here. Thank you for having me. I look forward to, you know, getting to know you even better. I know we've known each other for a little bit now, but I love this. I love this. I love this. And I hope this is valuable for somebody for sure. It, it was valuable for me. That's for sure. So thank you so much. And uh, I will be posting this soon and uh, have an amazing day. Get back to all your crazy life that you're doing and love you, love you, love you. And I will love you, you. sometime soon. Bye.